Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Powers. And Gerard, we've had a bye week, two weeks, you know, before their next game. Is that is is that enough time for the Colts to get healthy? Uh, depending on what what you're dealing with, uh, but overall, generally, yeah, you got a lot of people that had, you know, or that have a bunch of nicks, bruises, some things that's probably been bothering them for weeks. So that extra time always helps for sure. Yeah, uh, and and you figure, I know a lot of players. Do do, do players would, would would they rather have it like week eight, week nine? or this late in the season so for for a playoff push? Uh, I think most players would like to have it like right at the middle. Uh, sometimes when you have it late, it give you, you it give it, it knocks off your routine, make you relax a little bit when you're at a time to where it's crunch time and, you know, it's a certain type of level of urgency that you need. Um, I remember, I want to say 2015, we ended up in Arizona being like the number one seed I think we finished 13 and three or whatnot, but our bye week was like week three, week four. So we had to run off like 12 straight games and that stuff gets tough, man. I mean, it gets tough. Those, those Wednesday practices, Thursday practices when, you know, it's late in the season and you haven't had a break in so long. So uh, uh, most guys probably would say they would like it right at the, the halfway mark. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's good to know. Um, but at this point, I would assume, uh, even if it is a little bit later, at least your nicks and bruises are, are get a chance to, to heal up. So, I, it's it's better, in my opinion, a bye week is much better to have later in the season than say week five. Oh, right. for sure. I'll take one later than week five. That's for sure. <laughs> week five, because at the beginning of the season, everything's fresh. Like you're still excited about everything. Everything still feels you know, right at the beginning. And then all of a sudden you get the week eight, nine, 10. It's like, all right, I'm a little tired. I need a break. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take it later in the season than at the beginning. All right. Well, basketball is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your uh, sports betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at bet online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Indianapolis Colts have a game this weekend on a Saturday. A Saturday. What do you think about these Saturday games there, Gerard? Well, as a fan, I like it. Uh, you know, it gives you more watch, to, more to watch on TV, give you more reason to go have a drink with some friends or, you know, go out to do certain things. So to know you got NFL on Saturday and Sunday – you know, I like it. I like it as a fan. As a player, you know, it kind of feels weird. You know, you haven't done it since college. Uh, it feels like a college type mode, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I bet as a player it feels kind of weird. Uh, you know, you're not used to traveling on a Friday and, you know, things like that. So, but as a fan, I love it. 
So the Colts are going to be having like four straight games of national broadcast games, right? This is the the next in that line. And with how they performed last time on a nationally broadcast game, is this an opportunity for them to kind of make up for that God awful fourth quarter against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you love the, you love the primetime games or the national televised games because it gives gives more eyes uh, on you that can watch you, and then when there's more eyes watching you, you just never know who might be watching. You know, people from other teams, scouts, GMs, all you just never know. So as a player, you always look at it as an opportunity to show the world what you can do as a player, and then as a team. Uh, you want that opportunity again to kind of show the world that you have improved and uh, you're better than that last showing. So, you know, I know everybody's uh, kind of, re- you know, hanging their hat or, or not hanging their hat, remembering uh, that fourth quarter debacle uh, that happened with the Cowboys. So I'm pretty sure the guys are eager to, uh, you know, get to this Saturday and get that out of people's mind a little bit. Absolutely. And the Indianapolis Colts uh, coming off their bye week, Minnesota, obviously just losing to Mm -hmm. the Lions. And um, when we're looking at the health of teams right now, we was talking about this when we got started. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, their center, Christian Darisol, their left tackle, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Smith, they're all dealing with injuries. With the Indianapolis Colts coming off a bye week, looking a lot fresher than what they have um you know what does that bring is is it really that important or is it more of a you know in all honesty the just the next man up and 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 just deal with it yeah that's what it is because you can't make any excuses at the end of the day so you're just dealing with whatever you got to deal with that's the cars that was dealt you're just taking it and you're running with it um for the Colts, I mean, you you kind of look at the bottom where they can kind of clean some things up. You know, this is the first opportunity that Jeff really gets some time to really work hands-on and do some things that he might not have had a chance to do the past few weeks just because things just been on a roll and you got to continue to just go with the flow of things. So when things slow down, such as a bye week, gives you time to really focus on certain things that you feel as a team you need to get better at, whether that's the O-line, secondary play, or wide receiver play whatever the case may be uh so you hope to see uh rejuvenated or different product uh coming out to buy from the coach standpoint but you know at that same token from the viking standpoint they've, they've been in a groove you know you coming off a bad loss which you know of course it happens in the nfl everybody can have a bad loss but uh when you're playing week after week after week you're still in the routine of things you know things that have not slowed down sometimes a buy can you know like a hot team let's just say Philly for instance you know they're on fire right now and let's say they get in the playoffs and they get that first round by uh, that can slow that can kind of stop that momentum a little bit that you've been playing with you know so uh, sometimes the buy can mess teams up but in the case of the coach I think we kind of needed the buy to kind of clean up some things and get better at some things rather than the Vikings it's just the next week for them absolutely no um uh, the quarterback just been named, uh, I think it was yesterday or today, I think it was. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Saturday said that Ryan would be starting again, even though, you know, the turnovers that he had. Uh, a lot of a lot of people think that maybe, you know, they should go back and replace him after the game he had against the Cowboys. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, you just talked about you, you got a, a week uh, to work things out, figure stuff out, kind of 
refresh yourself, your mind, your memory. And let's be honest here. The Colts mathematically still have a shot to make the playoffs. They do. They do. And and you need the best of the best at every position that you can get there. So right now, if they uh, collectively as a group think that Matt – gives us the best opportunity to win you got to go with it no matter if he's turning the ball over or not uh if you don't feel like the other guys can do any better then there's no point of even playing the other guys uh and especially when you're talking about the investment money wise that you gave matt you know you're trying to get your money's worth from an owner standpoint uh as well and everybody know i mean matt's a professional i mean he knows what he needs to do to clean some things up and hopefully um you know the start that we had you know, versus the Colts was a sign of progress in, in, in my standpoint. You know, start fast. We threw the ball down the field. Uh, you know, did some things that we haven't done all year or, or some things that we haven't seen all year. So maybe in this bye week, you know, we was able to put some things together and sure up some things to where when we go into this week, we kind of know exactly how we want to attack this thing. But like you said, I mean, Matt knows he has to protect the ball. You know, that's been an issue for us to pass, I mean, the whole dang season. So, um, he 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 got to get better at that if we if we're going to even have a chance to win. Absolutely, and we need to start seeing less turnovers, less personal mistakes. You know, uh, you know penalties and things of that nature. Yep. Uh, but I mean, we've had a bye week, guys. Be able to get through that. In my opinion, I think the next four games are more winnable for the Colts, like winnable wise when it comes to the teams we're facing, as opposed to the last few weeks. Um, especially, you know, I mean, we just got done facing the Cowboys and we was facing the Eagles and those are two, you know, really hot teams right now. I think that the, uh, you know, the Minnesota Vikings is a beatable team. If you look at their, at their, um, their, their personnel, especially with the guys that might be injured. Um, this is a defense that gives up 400 yards a game. Yeah, that's a lot goodness and and if you can't the thing about the uh the Colts is if you can't get pressure on Matt Ryan Matt Ryan is able to pick you apart and and take advantage of that they do have Zadarius Smith over there Mm -hmm. for Minnesota but the next closest guy with sack wise is three sacks so Mm. let's you know you double down on Zadarius maybe I think the Colts have a real shot here yeah, I think you definitely got to keep your eyes on Zadarius Z and uh, make sure that he can't impact the game. And if you do that and Matt has some time to sit in the pocket and dissect things, uh, he, he'll definitely do some things. Now, you got to, you know, think about, you know, Harrison Smith. I don't know if he's going to be up or down, but he's banged up. And, uh, you know, you got Patrick Peterson over there that's having a good year as well. Uh, so you still got some guys in the secondary you're going to have to – you know, make sure that you watch out for. But like you said, if I think if we get some protection to where Matt can kind of sit in that pocket and dissect some things, I mean, I like our chances. I like, uh, you know, I like where our receivers are heading to as far as what they showed last week and, you know, catching some of the downfield passes and things like that. And I think Matt will have his opportunity to take some shots. Absolutely. I think so as well. And then our defense, our defense outside of the fourth quarter last week has played phenomenal football all year long. And they're going to need to do it again because this Vikings offense is loaded, 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 loaded from top to bottom. Uh, you got Kirk Cousins and he's all, he's been, you know, pretty much consistent, you know, every year he's going to put up numbers 
Uh, that's what Kirk Cousins do. And then you got Dalvin Cook, and then you got Justin Jefferson and Thielen, and you know, and all these guys. So it's gonna it's gonna be a good matchup for the defense, which I think we can match up well with them. Uh, like you said, I know we had a bad fourth quarter uh, versus the Cowboys. It happens, but they've been playing great ball all year. You just get back to doing what you do, and uh, and 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 that's that. I think that's gonna be the key. Uh, to the victory if we're able to win this game if we can slow down that passing game even at the slightest if we can slow it down and maybe force a turnover or two because Kirk Cousins is known for giving guys opportunities to you know have, get get some turnovers or interceptions as well um, you know I think that would put us in more of a better position uh, to win that game especially if we can get Jonathan Taylor back running uh, how he's been running. Absolutely. I think uh, the key to this game is, is, in my opinion, I mean, we've already talked about, you know, you can't turn the football over, shoot yourself in the foot, that kind of stuff. But the the individual uh, player on player matchups, I think, are is going to be huge because, you know, who's Patrick Peterson's going to be covering in this game, right? Yeah. Uh, who, uh, and then on the flip side, you know, on, on, on the flip side, we got to know who's Gilly, who, who's Gilly covering in this game, you know, cause you got two really good receivers out there. Yeah. I mean, I will hope Gilly follows Justin uh, yeah. every, everywhere he goes just off of the matchup alone. I think last week, um, I think last week Gilly might've followed Gallup a little bit, just so you have more of an opportunity to try to double um, 88 for the Cowboys. But I think this week, I mean, la I mean, even in the loss versus uh, the Lions with the Vikings, dang, Justin Jefferson goes for over 200 yards, I think. You know, so, I mean, if we got to triple cover the guy, triple cover him, we just can't let their best players get off. I mean... And that, and that's that's simple as said, you know, uh, you know, do whatever you got to do to take their best players out of the game and make somebody else beat you. And if that happened, you know, you rather live with that than looking, you know, at the stats at the end of the game with the loss and, and the best players that they have was the ones that impacted the game. Absolutely. And, and we was talking about earlier about MVPs. Uh, for this year, Justin Jefferson, in my Ballin. opinion, is is, you know, he's one of those guys that I think non-quarterbacks right now. Best wide receiver in the league? Yep. I think okay. right now. Right now. Now, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. <laughs> right now, that man, I mean, he, he's got, would you say he's got the best catch of the year so far? I think he's had a couple good ones that that, <laughs> that, 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 that can go up for the catch of the year. Uh, but he's having a phenomenal start to his career. I think, what's this, year three or year two? This year three. Year three. Uh, year three form, and I think he passed Randy Moss for most yards in their first three seasons. I think it. I think he passed Randy Moss and Jerry Rice for most yards in the first three seasons of a career. So it's something like that. But uh, I mean, the guy just to think that him, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow, and all those guys was on the same team is just it's just crazy to even think about. I he's got fifteen hundred yards receiving right now. And with what five, four games left, right? <laughs> what kind of crazy stuff is that? He's definitely going to eclipse the two thousand mark, right? Oh he my. has to. He has to. <laughs> that is. Not he has to be up for life. MVP. You're right. He has to be up for MVP. Like he has to be up for MVP. Oh how many? My. How many touchdowns? Not not as many. Mm, I, I will say that okay. he's got six touchdowns. He get he gets double digit touchdowns these past four games with over two thousand yards receiving. He had like that might not happen ever again. 
Or he, has it happened? I don't think that's happened. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, m- m- I, I know that Marvin has had really good years back mm-hmm. to back to back to back, but I don't think he's he's never had a 2,000-yard receiving yeah. season. Yeah, know? that's crazy. I think it's only been a couple guys, that maybe one or two guys have done that. And every year he averages – over 15 yards of reception for the season. That's, and that's big. People don't understand how big that is. That's that's huge. Oh, my goodness. You that's get, almost an explosive play per catch. Right? Uh, <laughs> nuts. Oh, my goodness. And then, okay, so, and then, of course, you know, Adam Thielen was the dude before he came, and he's still playing well. He's playing well, and people don't even talk about him. You know, uh-huh. pe- people haven't mentioned Adam Thielen's name all year, and you know, and everybody knows how good Alan Adam Thielen is. So it's just wild to kind of see uh, Justin Jefferson's success that he's having. That uh, it kind of blocks out everybody else's success on that team. How does the defense uh, play against uh, Dalvin Cook? Do do, do you mm-hmm. is is this a game where you have a spy on Cook the whole time? I mean, he's another one of those players that every time the ball's in his hand, he can take it the distance, whether he's catching it out of the backfield or running through the A-gap. You know, uh, he's one of my favorite players in the league, just his style of running, man. Uh, You know, I've always liked Dalvin Cook, even from his college days. But, I mean, you got to rely on some type of scheme uh, to show him because you can't just put eight in the box uh, because it's going to leave you, you know, outside one-on-one unless you just trust your matchups one-on-one, which – Gilly has done that in the past. You know, Gilly has guarded number one receivers with no help uh, in the past. That's why we've always considered him a lockdown corner. Uh, but it's, it's a risky move to do when you're talking about a guy with 1,500 yards with four games left. Uh, so I, I think you're going to have to pick and choose, kind of know when they're running the ball, when they're not. Uh, rely on the analytics. Rely on the data that, you, that you've, you know, gotten all week. And 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 that that's going to be the big deal with the DC and the OC is trying is when we kind of can know when they're running the ball and, uh, and the OC trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Now, if Christian Darisol, uh, the first round pick from uh, twenty one, uh, their left tackle, if he does not play this game, Yannick Ngakwe has to have a good game. If he has a good game, then the Colts, I think, could play a lot of zone at that point because of the pressure and not allow the receivers to get in, you know, the 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 soft spots of the defense. Cause that's isn't that the best way to 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 stop a running back like Cook is is running a zone? That's the best way to stop a passing game as well. If we can get pressure, period. If we can mm-hmm. just cause havoc on Kirk Cousins period rather you know he's handing the ball off or whether it's play action whatever the case may be uh that's how that's how you stop those things uh whenever you're forcing a guy to get rid of the ball quick you ain't got to worry about if Justin Jefferson is catching a ball 15 yards down the field because he don't got time to run that to 15 yards uh and like you said um stopping the run game if we can win on the outside far as our edge rushers and make the ball stay in between the tackles uh that's gonna that's gonna give us a huge advantage because uh everybody knows how fast Dalvin Cook is and if he gets on the edge by any means it's only so many people that can tackle him so you're gonna have to try your best to try to keep him in between in between the tackles Yannick Ngakwe is on pace to possibly have his best year as a pass rusher he's got eight and a half sacks right now the most sacks he's had in the season is 12 back in 2017 Mm -hmm. uh tell me a little bit about what what you think of what you've seen uh from him this season 
I think he might have started a little slow. And when I say started slow, I'm just talking, you know, getting sacks and all that. I think he's been playing, you know, good as advertised, you know, since he's been here. He's been a hell of a leader and, and what he's been bringing into the locker room and to that to the team. Uh, but, you know, it seems like like around the midway point, he hit his stride a little bit or just getting pressure and uh, starting to get sacks and making plays. But uh, I think he's definitely, you know, worth every penny, you know, that we gave him. I mean, as far as just the the kind of player that we needed added with the defense on top of the playmakers that we already got. I mean, people got to think like we haven't had our best player you know, out there at all this season, but uh, what, one or two games uh, Maniac played. So, you know, and he and his presence alone is going to free up other guys, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, for him to be off the field and these guys starting to see the success and starting to, uh, you know, get pressure and do the things that they do, it's only going to make them better going forward until next year and years for on once we get everybody back healthy. Absolutely. How do the Colts – get themselves out of this rut offensively that they've been in this year and consistently been in this year. Man, I don't care what they do. I think, you know, (laughs) as far as getting out of a rut, like right now we're at the point, let's just win by any means necessary. I don't care if we rush for negative 50 yards. If we win, it was well worth it, you know, at the end of the day. Like, we're in survival mode right here. We know one loss will probably eliminate us, Mm -hmm. you know, from getting in. So, right now, I don't care about if, you know, the offense looked better than they did the week before or if Matt Ryan is throwing interceptions. The only thing I care about now is the end product. Uh, And right now, it's about winning. So, whatever we have to do to stay in the game and stay competitive and keep the game within reach and and find ourselves in position to win the game you know that's the only thing that matter to me right now I know I know it's important for us to progress and get better and we see that and all that but at the end of the day the offense can go out there and light it up and go for 600 yards and Matt Ryan can throw six touchdowns if we lose it don't even matter so whatever we got to do to just find a way to win that's the only thing that I'm worried about right now so this is a three nothing game. You're good with it as long as we won that good. game. I am good. With it. I am good with it. <laughs> well, I mean, being a former defensive player, I would say three nothing. He'd be like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I played in a game like that in college. I won really? a game. I won a game three to two. Oh my. <laughs> wow. Auburn and it was on primetime TV game Auburn Mississippi State and uh rest in peace Mike Leach uh as well uh that I brought up you know Mississippi State rest in peace Mike Leach uh but yeah 2008 three to two Bo- oh both defenses you know <laughs> was playing like we couldn't even let the other offense get past the 50 or you were gonna lose that's how bad both offenses were that night <laughs> oh my goodness um, your thoughts on how the rookie Alec Pierce has performed this year? <sighs> kind of a slow start at first, adjusting. Um, I think some people don't realize, you know, once you do a full college season and then right when the season's over, you go right into the draft prep with the training and everything. Then it's the combine, then it's the draft, and then it's mini camp, then it's OTAs, then it's training camp. Like he's been on a grind the past two years straight when you're talking about him starting his 
last college season and going into this season. Uh, so you you saw him hit kind of a little wall to where we weren't even talking about Alec Pierce, you know, at one part of the season. And then um, I think last week was a vote of confidence and uh, him going forward this week. You, you just hope to continue to see him uh, just build and, you know, just doing it brick by brick. Uh, but what I see from him is you're going to have a hell of a football player uh, once once he figure it all out. I mean, he's a big body. He's proven that he can catch the deep ball down the field versus tight coverage and all those things. It's just, you know, when you're talking about certain positions, you know, getting into the NFL and then you look at our situation where, you know, we don't have the long-term quarterback. You know, like the offense has been struggling. The running game hasn't been what we hoped it to be to help out everything else. You're going to look at and start just blaming everybody for not – being as good or he should be doing this or that i think that uh you saw the progress uh the progress from otas and preseason and uh so far this season that uh these last four games you just hope to see him continue to build and get better and better and hopefully the target number uh that he gets per game continue to go up as he you know every chance that he gets to make a play it seems like he he makes it so hopefully he gets more targets going forward one more thing before we get into our predictions, I want to talk about Paris Campbell and how uh, not only he's right now, he leads the team in catch percentage and he's the only wide receiver that has not missed a game all year. That's big for him. That's, That's huge. huge. We, we talked about that at the beginning of the season and I think it was either me or you. And the one thing that we said was, Oh, I know that one thing I remember saying was just like, man, his main thing is just staying healthy. If he's on the field, he can he can have an effect on the game. And I think he's proven that like, hey, I'm healthy. I'm playing well. You see the excitement that he plays with. You know, you see the explosive plays when he gets his opportunity, the catches that he's been making and things like that. So if he could continue to stay healthy, man, uh, I like this group going forward. It's a young group. And if they can grow together, uh, it, it can be a group in the future that can cause some problems for sure. But the problem, well, see, I, I think the Colts have offensive weapons around the board. I like their tight ends. They're young and young and can play. Show that they can play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then obviously the running, uh, running back Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Young, uh, he's young as well. And our top three receivers, not and, and going back further than the three, but our top three receivers, I, I feel like, like what you talked about, you know, all have upside and they all have different things that they bring to the receiver group. But with Paris Campbell. He's going to have to be re-signed this year. Mm. And that's an interesting question because how much does the Colts offer a guy who, even if he stays healthy the rest of the year, was only able to stay healthy for one year during his rookie contract? Because right now, with what he's producing, he's a $10-plus million wide receiver a year. Yeah, and um, and I, I hope guys get as much as they can get, you know. Uh, but when it comes to being re-signed, you know, sometimes it's about your play, but whatever that market says, you know, whatever that market number is for you in the situation, which is going to be a lot of people hold the injuries over him, but just because, you know, he's missed a lot of time over the mm -hmm. course of his uh, rookie time. So that would be one of the things that he'll have to fight against when re-signing. But I definitely think he's earned himself some money uh, this year. It might not be what 
he what he could have got if he's been healthy the past four years. But I think he's definitely deserved uh, some type of compensation, whether it's from the coach or another team. He's proved to be, you know, an upcoming player with a ton of potential to where if you sign him at a good number, you might get, you know, the bang for your buck, uh, lack of term, if, that, if, if that's what it is. Yeah, I definitely don't want uh, – I would love to re-sign him. I don't want him to hit the free market and then see a team like the Titans pick Titans him up. Titans get that him. Would, that, yeah. oh. or, or Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville yeah. and add oh. to those weapons. Oh, my goodness. That'd be awful. Uh, because you, we, we've seen firsthand how difficult – Paris Campbell's top 10 in the NFL right now in yards of separation. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 So that's that's impressive. Um. So uh, going into the game, one o'clock Saturday against the Vikings. Who you got and why? Oh, man. So just to throw the nugget out there, one of my best friends is Patrick Peterson. And, uh, you know, he's been excited about this football team and what they've accomplished so far and, you know, their aspirations. And, you know, we haven't had the year that, you know, we've hoped to have. But I'm going to go with my coach. I'm going to say 28-24. Coach. I've been all over the place, uh, all over social media, on my own Discord, where I've got hundreds of people on there as well. No one is giving the Colts a shot in this game. And I am going to back you. I think the Indianapolis Colts win this. I think this is about matchups. I think the Colts match up well against this Vikings team, especially uh, offensively if they're missing certain uh, players. Offensively, I think we could create problems defensive. We just can't have another fourth quarter like we did uh, two weeks yeah. ago. Can't can't have that. Yeah, but, you're right. Uh, again, I, I think the Colts put some points on the board. I, I now the we're not going to hold the Vikings back, as you said, in the whole game. That is just it's just no possible way. I don't think. I see this as a 35-27 game. Okay. okay. I got the Colts. Colts having the best game of the year offensively. If if we score 35, we're definitely winning. If if we score <laughs> if we score 30 plus, we're definitely winning. I'll put that out there. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this episode of Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online and for Gerard Powers and myself, as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.